just kind of into what we're doing. It's like, okay, we're reaching the right audience. This is a yeah. good feeling. That's what you yeah. want. It, it, it's a good feeling. And you know what yeah. else is a good feeling? What's that? Hey there, everybody. <gasps> Welcome back to Pixlet. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today is part two of Dark Souls the mask of vindication actually it's just mask of vindication mask no, of vindication there's no yeah. article there there's just the common a, mask of vindication it's, it's a, yeah no. <laughs> oh boy um so when we last left off <sighs> i don't think we've ever gotten to the bare bones of your attitude on a book quite so fast, Kevin. When we like. last left off, they were in town. <laughs> and there's no names because mm-hmm. names are only for important people. And yep. uh Yeah. They Holy um we're we're picking up with chapter fourteen. <laughs> yep. 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 We sure are. We sure we are. We sure are. So chapter fourteen. They're they're moving along the countryside. They're yep. they're they're in a cart and they're going through warehouses of grain because this town sends all their grain to uh, the king. So but so they got to have um, they got to have the shipping concerns all laid out, you know. And we yeah, get into we, the details. Of we got to find out about every stop. Uh, Every stop. We unloaded some stuff here, loaded more up there, and we got more carts here. Yeah, we found mm. out about the the circuitous trade routes Taking of a the sip world. My of Lacroix. Dark I'm just going to take a sip of my Lacroix, and <laughs> they picked up some Lacroix. They picked in up one some of Lacroix. The towns. There was a there was a three three for two on yeah. sale at Publix, I mean, and they deal. they couldn't you know couldn't pass it up. Yeah, I mean, it's a good deal. You can get the little key lime. You can get the, that limoncello you like so much, the, Kevin. The limoncello, oh, man. It, it. I mean, obviously, when you taste it, it just tastes like plain bubbly water, but the smell, it has the bouquet. Uh, is that the right word? Is that the, I think, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. It has the bouquet of limoncello. Limoncello. <laughs> Come on now, people. <laughs> mix, mix your actual limoncello in with it. And uh, you got a cocktail, my friend. You, you got a stew going, baby. You got a stew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're, they're moving to the capital. They're moving along. <laughs> they're moving along and they, who cares? They get through the gates. They talk to people with names and they get in front of the king. And his, mm-hmm. the king is like, the king's his brother. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, you're Blarian, all right. And Blarian's like, you're the king and you're my brother. And... um yeah, Jesus. he's like, Jesus, Sorry. what happened? What's, my what's cat, going on? My cat got her claw caught. In oh my God, we're really place. off the, we're really off the rails. How is, is is that? Is that Lieutenant Ellen Ripley? Is she that was okay? Lieutenant Ellen Ripley. Is she okay? Does she need to operate she's, a load lifter now? She's fine. Yeah, yeah. She could she could up. She's she's fully uh, certified to operate a load lifter. She's she's good. <laughs> Well, I don't know what it. What what can you do? What uh, can you do? 
Cat cat gets caught in the the, the, the computer grate. This is, this is real life, people. We bring it to you real and hard and fast, just like Dark Souls. We live just the like Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. Uh, we're the Dark Souls of podcasts. Dark Souls of podcasts. Yeah. So his brother, who yeah. is just like a dude who languidly sits on a golden throne and just loves gold. Gold everywhere. Just gold member. Yeah. Just, he's literally gold. I love gold. Like it's that guy. It's he's that, that guy. Dude. He's yeah. it's he is he is sitting there and he's like, hey, uh, I'll give you the key, the golden key, the golden ticket. Um, and uh you gotta promise not to to tell it about slug tell slugworth about it. Absolutely. Okay. That's the first rule. That's all the of first these rule. Places. Yeah. Uh but you gotta go to the glittering temple and you gotta go get me something. You got to get me a scepter out of that glittering temple. They're like, yeah. all right, we'll do it. We'll do it if it means getting the key from you. And they're like, they, okay. They, they, and they just really, they, they're just like eager can do with this one, by they're the way. They're so can do. There yeah, is no. Like, yeah, absolutely. Obviously. You know, uh, uh, the hero's journey can get fucked for the most part. Abs- but no, yeah, we're not going to take our time here, try to learn or negotiate. or We're just like, yeah, fine. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, yeah. And then the, the king is like, well, uh, hold on. I got to put your names down in this logbook. There's like an accounting. Right. There's like yeah. a little detail where there's an accounting for who what they are being given. And it's like, it's for the historians. Yeah, and they're like, he's giving them provisions. He's giving, he's them, giving them provisions food. and horses and food and all that stuff. And they're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Minor detail. We'll come back around to that later. Yeah, so, yeah. We're, put, put a pin in that. <laughs> put a pin in that. We're coming back around. Um, so that's chapter fourteen. Chapter fifteen. Yeah. Um, they arrive at the temple, uh, the glittering temple to the north, and yep. they uh, meet a guy, and he is one of the other knights of virtue. He is Garvin, uh, the Undaunted. It's the undaunted, undaunted right? yep. Yes, the, the undaunted, and he is. Um, he uses a battle axe, so yeah, he's an axe wielding fella. He is a he is a strength build, and I was like yes. putting I was putting it together in my head. It was like, all right, so at this point in the party, we have we have a magic user. Yeah, we got a um, tank. We we have a strength build in Garvin. Yeah. We have, and I'm gonna assume um, in Dark Souls terms, it's called a quality build. For a quality, build. Okay. a quality build is somebody who has equal strength and dexterity. Okay. Um, so, and that's Krotha. And okay. Okay. Uh, uh, the other lady, Phila. Philodendron. Philodendron. Yeah. Um, she is a uh, dex build. And she, yeah, she's a double wielder. She is a double wielder. She, she, she dances with her swords. Right. right. Um, Philocena. Philocena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, and Philly's then, just Philly's just hit a hit a home run. I'll edit that out, but that worked. Ooh, they're they're they're, <laughs> they're world seriesing right now. So yeah, you, you got to you got to be a part of it. Uh, I understand. I, I got to be part of it. I'm, keep, I'm keeping an eye on the score. Uh, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. I understand. I understand. So, I'd be doing the same thing if, so, if I and gave a shit about sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, if it was if the Mountaineers were playing, uh, yeah, or yeah. or yeah, the Mountaineers, what uh, for for yeah, State, yeah, yeah. If it was if it was college ball, then yeah, I'd be yeah, yes, I'd be all over you'd be you'd be yeah. all up in it. That's different. 
That's uh, different. What about Balerion? We we don't get a lot about Balerion style. Balerion's a just uh he's your he's your um Gary Stu, you know? Yeah, he's yeah, a- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird that our it's not our main character, our narrative. Not our main is, character. Yeah. Quote unquote the most important character in the book. Not our main character. Right. Also not that interesting. None no. of them are. Um, None of them are. <laughs> I was complaining to you earlier that like there's only a few of them in this book that are like that have any development whatsoever, but developing them hasn't made them more interesting. So no, it's just more, it's like when you prove bread, it's like, it's bigger now. Right. Right. (laughs) It's got more air in there, but the dough uh, is bigger, but it's still just dough. (laughs) Still just dough. We are not finished here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, they meet this guy named Garvin, who was basically told by the old king to wait and watch this temple and yes. go in when the time is right. And he has been doing this for hundreds of years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got people who just live forever, whether they're dead or alive or fuck it. It don't matter. Because um, uh, he yeah. has he has a duty to uphold. And right. so he's got to do it, obviously. Duty makes you immortal. And that's, uh, that's, and that, here's the thing. That's like, sure. That's fine. That's, that's actually not too far off in the dark souls, like universe, okay. like passage of time and aging and all that stuff. It's all wibbly wobbly. Um, right. And we'll get right. to that. That is like, that is like one of the most dark souls things about this book yes. is that we're not dealing with like, Oh, somebody's 80 and they died. We're like, no, this person is 400 and they're alive because they still have something they need to do. That's kind of bleak. <laughs> like if we lived in that world, the corporations would seize on that. It's like, I can't die. Walmart. We'd be shackled. We'd be shackled to our Twitter accounts oh and God. we must tweet until the end of time, until the end of time. And it's just like, it's just like a, a just a long, long line of people going, kill me. Kill yep. me. The endless tweets. AB 962200033Q says, kill me. And uh, when you finally do die, it's tweetricide. Uh, I think uh, it's been really nice doing this podcast with uh, for everybody. <laughs> this book broke Kevin. It broke me. Uh, it wasn't FNAF like we thought it would be. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of our show. That's so they the go end. in. Basically, now, this- now, what is what is it now? The the, the but the 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 it's a castle temple thing. It's a temple it's- built yeah. in a in a crater, and there's yes. villages around it. And I got to be honest, I'm not sure I ever really grasped what the fuck they were looking at. Like it was <laughs> rings, right? Like it's concentric circles there's rings as it goes down. and the rings move occasionally right but there's no rhyme or reason to when they move or how they move they just occasionally move right okay okay yeah right. we're on the so same there's nothing page. more to it than that it goes down the rings will the outer rings to the inner rings they'll rotate occasionally and there's a massive gigantic temple in the middle in the middle of the bottom. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. I wanted to make sure I'd read that correctly. I was like, I missed something. I, that's the problem with some of these books. You read a, something that just isn't well developed and you, and you tell you yourself, like read I it missed a few, something. You read it a few times and you're like, no, I'm still not. No, 
still I'm not, not grasping okay. what this is. <laughs> right. Okay, good. As long as I'm not the only one. Good, 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 good. Um, so um, they, they basically begin to, um, they have some story time. They, yeah. uh, they, well, they it talk wouldn't to be a Dark Souls a book if you didn't have, you know, pages upon pages of people telling each other stories. Yeah. And Garvin gives them the lowdown. <laughs> exactly. Garvin gives them the lowdown of, of what, you know, other armies and whatever have tried to attack the temple and get their way through. And none of them have ever made it. And those who yeah. have made it, he's like, there's always been horrific screaming when they get to the <laughs> yeah. middle. He's like, so that bodes well for our our heroes, um, they believe they're like, we're going to go in and we're going to talk our way through. Um, and we're going to, we're going to try, we're going to try to talk our way through and we're going to have Krotha take the lead on that project. Oh yeah. That's, that's like, I mean, that's the standard issue. Dark souls way, right? Persuasion checks, persuasion checks all the way to the, you know, the game famously known for having a persuasion stat. Yeah, get your high charisma bard in gear and talk your way through Legions of the Damned. That's yeah, Dark so Souls, baby. That's Dark Souls, baby. Yeah, you got a you got a Dark Souls stew going, baby. Um, <laughs> the uh, we're in chapter sixteen now. It does not yep. work at all. Uh, no, having having Krotha, your big knight dude, uh, who stands for truth and justice in the American way, out front, uh, just aggro's everybody, and they end up having to. And I, and I love Stackpole even points this out. It's like, I kind of wanted to go, you wrote this because at one point <laughs> you he wrote said, it. <laughs> he said, he said, it basically says it was pretty stupid of them to put Kroth out front, considering he's completely encased in armor and carrying a big sword. So everyone assumed uh, what a bunch of fucking idiots, right? It's like, you, you did this. You did that. <laughs> you wrote it. It's like, he's like nudging you in the audience going, right. Bunch, yeah. bunch of fucking idiots over there. Right. You're like, no, that was you. You're the writer of this story. You like, did the nah, thing. I, just, I just wrote it down. Uh, I just, I'm just people. reporting. I'm just reporting on what I'm happens. a reporter. Right. I'm not involved in the story at all. I'm the journalist for Dark Souls. So they fight there through a bunch of dudes called the Vangion. I don't mm. know if they they got a name. I don't know if it matters uh, ultimately later. Um, I've never heard this name in relation okay. to Dark Souls lore. I don't think... So okay. I'm not sure it matters. Um, so they kill all the Vangian, who are basically these soldiers that are holding the rings. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the people who live in the rings start coming out into like the public areas. And we're like, oh, we're free. Um, <laughs> right. You saved us. You saved us. Dark Souls, um, the end. Like, what? <laughs> Um, so they're like seeing that there's just this, this place is just lousy with gold. And they're like, why hasn't Solaric, um, taken this place? Because he's obsessed with gold. Right. Um, I think he'd be all over this. He'd be, and, uh, yeah. Uh, Philosina says Solaric is as blind as the people born here. He cannot see the true value of all this for him. The blindness is willful. Um, if he thought that his accumulated tre- treasure was insignificant, he would see himself as insignificant. So basically, he can't admit that this place, which has more gold than he does, exists because then it makes him seem weaker or more inferior. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, King Slarek is Donald Trump. I mean, Jesus. Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
those shots fired? Did I hear those shots being fired from the general direction of Pixelit? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We have. We are brave. We are brave dunking on the former president. He's been out of office for several years now. Who most everyone agrees is a fucking joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We are brave. Brave, brave men. This is the beginning, by the way, of like, we've had a lot of philosophical talks throughout this book, which once sure. again, standard issue yeah. uh, in, a, in a game like this. Get good uh, at talking <laughs> get, about your feelings. Get good uh, about philosophy. <laughs> right. You know, hey, Socrates. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't be a punk, Plato. Uh, and... But this is the beginning of what we're going to see, like some pretty extreme measures that people take according to their philosophy. This is a world where people physically cannot fudge uh, with their um, their inner monologue, so to speak. They find their philosophy, right. they stick to it. And uh, and they have to, because if they don't, something horrible is going to happen. Terrible. Terrible yeah. shit. Uh, this is just the beginning of that. So I, I just felt that that was important to point out. It's important to point out. Um, yeah. So they continue in to the temple. Um, yeah, they, they continue in towards the temple. And they find the scepter is just kind of like suspended in a sunbeam or some shit like that. And, yeah, it's uh, true Legend of Zelda. Like, Balerion goes in and uh, they're all in all the scepter and Balerion's like, I'm going to grab it. And uh, and uh, Feranos makes note, like, he reached for it with his left hand, which was super smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if this turns out to be a trap and it cuts his hand off, he, he he's still, still got a sword in hand. He still has... <laughs> I was like, thanks, Farnos. Yeah, that's cool. All right, cool, fine. Cool, man. I, I didn't mind that detail. All right, all right, um, Farnos. So Jesus. they take the scepter, and then, whoops, it's a boss fight. Yeah, um, yeah. So now we're, we're in Don't chapter 17. Don't touch the statues. Yeah. <laughs> we're in chapter 17, and a giant golden statue comes to life with four arms. It's basically General Grievous. Um, it's totally General <laughs> Grievous. <laughs> It, it just doesn't cough as much. That's all. It doesn't cough as much. And they are having a bad time yeah. uh, trying to fight this thing. Because every time they hit it, chunks of gold melt off of it and fly off and hit the ground and yeah. then form into, I don't know what these animals are supposed to be. I just imagine yeah. them as gigantic porcupines. Yeah, yeah, like little <laughs> spiky things that jump out at them. And by the way, our uh, the undaunted one just fucking runs. He, he bails. He bails immediately. <laughs> Garvin it's, the undaunted. It's hilarious. He just runs. Yeah. So, god damn it, like, I'm a battle axe guy. Every time there's a dude with the axe, I'm like, yes, that's my guy. And I was like, God damn it, you fucking asshole. He is he is the worst. And he <laughs> runs. He'll look bad. <laughs> he makes all battle axe lovers like Just look weep. terrible. Oh, um, so bad. So yeah, he um he uh he runs <laughs> he and they leave. fight it, and they are not very successful. 
and no. you know they're they're going back and forth. Then they decide, oh, wait, let's let's leave, let's run, let's keep moving. Yeah, yeah. They, we gotta move. <laughs> we gotta get the hell out of here. We're not gonna so win this fight. At some point, the statue, which they determine is the which is a god, by the way, they realize is yeah. the god Arduin, um, yeah. which is the some some god of gold, the godling they keep calling it. Yeah. Um, like minor this, god takes the shape of a serpent and blocks them from the entrance. And Garvin, to make up for the fact that he fucking bailed earlier yeah. from the fight, uh, does a plunging attack from like the roof or something like that. Right? Yeah, he just comes straight down on <laughs> and comes straight down onto the snake's skull. The snake slams him up onto the roof and then drops him and then basically Arduin loses his form yeah. and uh, just turns into a pile puddle of gold. And uh, Garvin's like, Nope, that's it. I'm, I'm wearing food. Um, yeah. And they're like, kind of miserable last words. Too. He's like, like, I'm a coward. Yeah. That's why I never went in. And they're like, no, you, you just saved us though. So we'll make sure you get a good, good rap. And he's like, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he's like Debbie downer on her deathbed. Like he's just, they're like, no, Bellarian like gives him this really lovely, like, but you proved your worth and your valor in saving us. And my I will tell father my shall father. Know. And yeah, he's the like, history books will know. And he's just like, no, nah, but I'm going to know I'm a pussy. And he died. And that's, <laughs> What the fuck, Mark Marin? Like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> Garvin is played by Mark Marin. Oh my god! <laughs> it can't be undone. Like, that's just, just like you wanted to go. Okay, fine, die. Jesus. So I hope you like, didn't fall in love with Garvin because he's fucking dead. No, um, he's gone. That's a wrap on Garvin. He made two whole chapters. He made two whole they, chapters. Really didn't do a whole lot. They are he, not he, long chapters either. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't even like tell them that much information. No. He just no. kind of like did his thing and died. Um, right. Like it was kind of like they wanted someone to die, but he has. He, but but the author has plans for everyone already. For everyone so else. So yeah, you know, this other this other dude gets introduced. Garvin. Right. And right. um, it's, it's like the know, sitcoms in the 80s when you wanted to have a very special moment when like an old a very dies special episode. Yeah. And they introduce them at the top of the episode. And by the end of it, they're dead. And we're supposed to like weep because God, they were just the best. That was Johnny. And he yeah. died of AIDS. Oh, oh, we love Johnny. We did. He was. Um, uh, he did. um he did the thing. He did the, And it's he, like that very special episode where they like they're like trying to tackle something like the AIDS epidemic or the drug crisis right. or whatever, but they're not going to like actually talk about the marginalized communities being affected no. by it. No. It's like that, that's that's Johnny. He He, he got he, it from a blood transfusion. He got it from a blood transfusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very special episodes. Yeah, very, they, we have a very special episodes of Dark Souls. It's Mask very special. Of Vindication. And next Fucking time Garvin. on Dark Souls Mask of Vindication, <laughs> Garvin <laughs> deals with his drunk drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a coward. I'm just drunk. Wait, no. Both. <laughs> Sometimes you want to go wherever. <laughs> 
I think the Frasier style spinoff of Garvin was kind of a bummer. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't uh, buy him as a as an attorney in Seattle. Yeah, I no, just, I didn't. No, no. I did not buy those tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> what is a boy to do? <laughs> Sometimes I seem a bit confused, baby. <laughs> I got you. Rather, babe. if we just did like a, a Frasier podcast instead, we could skip. This we could pivot to Frasier. Pivot if you guys to Frasier. Would that be better? It'd <laughs> almost be better at this point. <laughs> Let's look up. Do we start with Cheers and then go to Frasier? Oh, wow. That's the eternal question. Then are Um, we obligated to do any other spinoffs that came from that? Were there any other Cheers spinoffs? There had to have been, right? I don't know. That's a good question. It was Cheers and Frasier, and I think that's it. There might have been a backdoor pilot or two that 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 never got picked up. Um, But... Anyway, I think everyone in this room has been in a backdoor pilot or two, if you know what I'm saying. You know know what what I mean? Uh, Uh, I'm talking about butt stuff. Um, (laughs) So they leave um, with the scepter and they get to one of the the big old warehouses uh, in in one of the rings that has a lot of gold in it. And we're like, oh, damn it. The God isn't actually dead. Right. Yeah. Weird, right? Weird. Oh, Okay. So the um, metaphor didn't die. The metaphor didn't die and, and Garvin did nothing. nothing. So the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Garvin's death was totally in vain. Like totally pointless. <laughs> so Theranos is like, oh, just kill me, Krotha. And yeah. he's like, what? And Theranos is like, give me the scepter and kill me. So they do. And he wakes up at a bonfire outside of the temple area. Uh, outside of the whole crater and rings and everything and like the rest of the party comes trudging up and they're a little worse for wear but they're fine right. and he's like was i right and they're like yeah as soon as we got the scepter out of there we the gold piles of gold stopped attacking us and he's like right. yes he respawned so, with the flag a mile away yeah yes he respawned with the anymore. flag <laughs> they just did a little they they really good, hacked that, to capture the flag good strategy there. i mean yeah, good sure. strategy you know Fuck it. um <laughs> So, uh, they, uh, they, and that's basically the beginning of chapter 18. Yes. And, um, chapter, a good chunk of chapter 18 is basically trying to convince Krotha to lie. And he, yes, he doesn't like Which, that. This is, this is more of what we were talking about with like, because, uh, yeah, because they've got to go back and tell the king that they're, because they, they, um, what did they do to the scepter? They like break it. Uh, oh, because- uh, so uh, yeah, he he took the diamond out. Yes, the diamond was the thing that was doing the thing, and he he shattered it and then re put it back together. He like he took the magic out of it. Um, yeah, like the majority of the magic. The majority like- of the magic. It still has a little bit of magic yeah. that is able to control gold, but not yeah, to the effect in a small way. In a yeah. small way, it doesn't summon a gold god. Right, right, right. And that's the thing. They figure like this will be enough to make the king happy, but not so much that he'll, you know, uh, he'll die because yeah, he'll, he will he'll get s- killed by the gold god, the when- gold god. And yeah, and, and so they're, tr- yeah, they're trying to most of this chapter is, yeah, they're trying to tell Krotha the night of truth. Like, you gotta lie a little bit for us uh, to make this work. And he is straight up. 
um, white atheist libertarian, like, no, rationality and logic is the only yeah. way, even though it'll yeah. get us all killed if I don't tell yeah, one basi- little fib here. Basically, facts don't care about your feelings. Right, right, um, yeah. Thanks, Ben. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So they get back to the king, and they're like, here's this cool scepter, and look what it can do. And uh, Farinos, like, makes it, turn a pile of gold into like a guard that's made of yeah. gold and yeah. the king is like well that fucking sucks yeah he's like really <laughs> disappointed it's like dude if i was fair i'd be like hey that was fucking impressive what i just i didn't even know i could do that i'm a mage and, then, and i was just kind of assuming i could do it. like that's impressive you ass and then the king is like the king's like by the way you've been gone for five years five years yeah and they're like yeah what and yeah. um, and this is actually that's like the most dark soul. One of the more dark souls elements is that it's the passage cool. of time gets weird. And yeah. like they were to them, they were gone for like a week. But to him, they were gone for five years. Yeah. Like he's he looks different now. Like he's, he's older. His yeah, paunch is bigger. Fatter. Yeah. Um, like he's it, it, that's I thought that was pretty cool. Like that was yeah. pretty interesting. Um, so he's uh, yeah. like, all right, well, it, that settles that. Now the matter of the bill you owe me. And they're right. like, what? And he's like, well, according to our accounts, we gave you food for five years because obviously it was enough to last you. And they're like, it wasn't five years. Right. It was a week. <laughs> no, okay, but real quick, real quick to illustrate uh, what they do here uh, to take care of the debts. Kevin, um, let's say you uh, lent me five years worth of a uh, double quarter pounder with cheese. Sure. Um, so uh, ask me to pay you back. That's a little thought experiment here. Okay. Uh, well, can you pay me back for the five years of double quarter pounders? With five cheese? years worth of. Du- uh, I have a better idea, Kevin. Sure. What if I told you a really cute story? I would say, no, no, thanks. I would like my five years of five of. Double quarter pound. What, what, what if it was like a really, really cute story? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> are you are you guys are you guys listening? Because that's what fucking happens. The king is like <laughs> the king is like. Do you have a five years worth of story to tell me? And they're like, oh boy, howdy do we? And then they <laughs> boy, just say, it feels like five years. I'll tell you that much. So, and then they just tell him what happens. Yeah. But they just change a few of the details. Yeah. Uh, they change the gold into, into mercury. Um, yeah. Uh, so that it was a little bit more frightening. And right. that's about yeah, it. Yeah. They just recap. And that's about like, it. We were also there. We, we, the readers, we're also there. And part of this book is recounting a thing that we read, but with yeah. lies mixed in. Right. To another character. Just yeah. for the sake of settling five years worth of food debt, even five though. Five years. Because they just happened to be gone for five years in his time frame. Yeah. It's a very... It- <laughs> This is this is where we get into some very like English folktale style shit where sure. it's like a very stone soup 
kind of thing where the bad guy's like, I gave you five years worth of food. And they're like, no, you didn't. You gave us a week's worth of food. He goes, ah, yes, but it lasted you five years. So quid pro quo, it should have counted as five years. Now get in the back and start spinning with your hair. Right. And and taking care of the goose that lays golden eggs. Right. I just, it, what? And, and yeah, it just gets into some weird, like, weird Rumpelstiltskin shit. And, and, yeah, and, very Rumpelstiltskin shit. Like, and, and the worst part about it is it fucking works. It, it, <laughs> like, at the very end, at the very end, the king's like, I mean, that is a pretty good story. Um, I'll tell you what, tomorrow, everyone gets some sleep, and tomorrow, give me one more story, and we'll call it square. And you're like... Uh, okay, really? Like, <laughs> it's call it square. I really, uh, I had some emotional sustenance from right. that story, and um, this is this is what happens when you live in a world without TV. Like, <laughs> live in a world without TV, and you're alive for like a thousand years for no reason. Uh, yeah, that was a goddamn good story. I mean, just look, we got and think about it. when you think about it. This is a twenty five dollar book, ladies and gentlemen. When you think about it. Yeah, uh, they, just a piece of this book in the smack dab middle of it uh, is worth five years worth of food. Uh, so it's a pretty good fucking deal. It's a if good I deal. do say so myself. You just just rip out these pages. Yeah. Uh, take them on over to Aldi. I believe mm-hmm. Aldi is is uh, accepting Dark Souls Mask Absolutely. of Vindication pages. Why wouldn't they? They're, they're as, so reasonable. Um, as coupons. And um, there you go. You're set. You're set for You're five s- years, my friend. So yeah. they continue. And they, oh, but Crotha, um, he's we got We got Crotha's. Oh, go uh, get Crotha's story. Crotha is like he's like he because he could see Crotha is like just flop yeah. sweating. He's Krotha, just like Crotha is the meme of the kid in school the kid going, with like the vein <laughs> popping. <on his> <laughs> is that face right now and yeah, uh, he's like yeah. he's like Krotha you're being quiet you got anything to say Krotha and Krotha's like yeah I am fucking sucked ass during that that trip I, yeah it was yeah. terrible and they're like, like I can't tell you my part in it because I was uh I sucked I rolled like three ones in a row I and it's it, it was it's just, embarrassing it was it was dumb I was I was bad um, and that's the truth. That's that. I'm not lying. Yeah, and he just starts puking just everywhere. Vomiting. Yeah, just just uncontrollable heaving. Well, it's like the character from uh, from Knives Out. The uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's who he is. That's who Crotha is. <laughs> it's uh, Anna, uh, Anna de Armas's character from, from Knives Out. <laughs> Puking uncontrollably. She, she starts vomiting if she lies. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so some people's philosophies are a little more flexible than others, as we'll sure. come to find out. As we come to find. Um, yeah. So they um mm, they continue. <laughs> they continue on. Mm-hmm. There's there's trees. They walk through some trees, and there's there's cows, and they see the cows. They see the cows. Uh, they get to a town. Uh, called Fairhaven. Yes. Oh, I forgot to mention they get the fucking key. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he gives them the key. 
uh, give some the weird little hold my it's, hand. It's it, thing. yeah, it's a hold my hand thing, and uh, he gives him his like live strong bracelet. Um, right, yeah, it transfers over. Your 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 friends would do that. Your your girlfriends they like hold hands and move the 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 one friendship bracelet goes, from one wrist to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Was like a magical version of. I that, mean, Phil basically. and I have done that. We've done that several times. Several times. That was just basically um, what the wedding weekend was all about. So that's what the that exchanging was, exchanging <laughs> more than one piece of jewelry is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about butt stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. So now they are they have moved on from the land of gold, gold. and into the, into the land of beauty. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Christ. So they're in the second of three kingdoms now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the queen of this is Jarnessa Jert, Jar or something. Uh, Janess. Anyway, she's the queen and she prioritizes beauty among all over all other things. Uh, so they get to the town of Fairhaven and they're like, oh, man, you know, uh, uh, Philicina and Balerion, you're hot to trot. You're Super good to go. Hot. You're yeah. super hot. We love what you guys are doing. You two undead people. Uh, we got to work on you. So they you know, take we, them. No, we got no room for uggos here, people. We got no room for uggos. So if you're going to hang out, well, we're going to need you to do some stuff. They take them to a bathhouse, scrub them up and down. I fucking love ma- this scene. Like- they give them a mani-pedi. They do <laughs> yeah. their hair. They do their makeup. Make them up. <laughs> they, 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 they make them look live again. And they're yeah. like... Their their social ugliness ranking was upgraded to like fair. They literally go up a level in social. Like it's like World of Warcraft, where you're trying to increase your reputation with the society by killing all the Murlocs hanging out outside of their village. Except you need a bath. Like I love the way they've got this fucking woman. They got this woman like Helga. Her name must be Bertha or Helga or something. And she's like this six foot tall bitch with huge arms. And uh, and she literally <laughs> all these kids and people surround the undead, and she's just cross sh- crossed armed in front of them, and she goes, "You know what to do." And all of these people just descend on the undead, strip them naked, start scrubbing their bodies <laughs> in the water. It's so insane. It's like they get cleaned, they get mani pedis, they yes. get a haircut, everything, little Top rouge, to a little lip, little, like. little rouge, a little lip. <laughs> Uh, it's beautiful. Oh it's actually, God. I, I, I would love this scene more in literally any other book. Yes. yes. <laughs> You've described so many moments in this book. <laughs> like this is like fantasy RuPaul's drag race and I'm here for it, but in something else, it. please. This, it, it's, it just strikes so weirdly in a dark. This is like, this would have been honestly, great this, in Shadow Keep. This but would like, be great in a fucking Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy has oh, done this. Oh, Final <laughs> Fantasy is all over this. Absolutely. <laughs> Stackpole, get your ass over there and make some Final Fantasy novels because you got it, my friend. You got the tone, you got the branding. But, but, but uh, Dark Souls. God. <laughs> Okay. Fuck? Yeah. So. Jaronessa anyway. is her name, by the way. Jaronessa. <laughs> Thank you. So there's like, um, there is, uh, there was, they, the, the process is called being reclaimed. Yes. So. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, they were placed at the rank of fair, and there's uh, other ranks are solar, bright, and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, fair placed them in the middle. Yeah, it's like average. So, raised is, is when you you look like shit and you're not allowed to hang out. Yeah, we're not allowed to hang out. You, she doesn't even go here. Um, right? Yeah, bright <laughs> is bright is hot. Bright is like pretty hot. Bright is pretty hot. Is solar like, is there's only one ooh. person who's solar. And that's yeah. the the queen queen hot shit herself, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if it was Gwendolyn <laughs> Christie, you know, I would understand. Yeah. If it was, yeah. if it was Gwendolyn Christie. I, I mean, mean, yeah. But you saw, sorry, her, yeah, you saw her, you saw her in Sandman, right? I yes. <laughs> I may, I may have, yeah. <laughs> Phil. Philidor is a tall woman. I, I might have a type. <laughs> yes, I may have noticed her. Yes. Um, anyway, they're at a they're 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 basically at what where the fuck are they now? They're in, we're in chapter twenty. Yeah, we're in chapter twenty. Yep. And they are meeting with the queen. Yeah. And yeah. Um, oh, and Philistine is so fucking hot right now. By the way. Oh, like, she we is, need to know this. We didn't know this. We're like every inch of her is like yeah, up up to bottom and just like mm, the hotness. And she's suddenly like carrying herself. Like it's that it's that social study that they did with homeless people where yeah. they like took half of them and put them in suits and they started acting like more professional or formal or something like that because clothes make the man, so to speak. And right. like, so yeah, they put her in a bunch of so, lace and shit. So I, I forgot to mention they're this is just a, this is just a dinner at Fairhaven. They're not, a, yeah. they're not there for the queen yet. So yeah, while this no, dinner no. is happening, um, um, Theranos is basically just wandering around the town. He's wandering yeah, outside, he's of, outside of town. He's not very comfortable doing this. And he, he meets a cart, of like exiled people and um the exiled oh, are the people who are not even that it's just like uh, they might have one thing little thing wrong but that it's, you can't fix that you can't fix it's yeah, just like yeah. this person has a broken leg that healed wrong this person right. is has a scar across their face um, there's like a little kid with like a cloudy eye you know and yeah so so, so they're based they they meet um, he meets this group and he's trying to figure out like what's going on with them. And, uh, the cart, um, he, the, they're all down on, on the ground and, and praising and all that stuff. And, uh, because he is not one of them. So obviously they need to show deference to him. Right. Um, so all these people are beneath the raised, the raised is the lowest level. And these are the exiles. They're beneath it. Um, so he meets a woman um, who reveals herself uh, when she takes off her her hood or whatever. Yeah. And God damn it. She is the hottest, hottest fucking person to ever live. Crazy hot. Just crazy hot. She has a scar down her face. Um, it's like something like it goes down her face and uh, down her neck or something. And he's like, that yeah. just makes her hotter. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, literally like, what, like it, what it says is, is it is like, oh, that, that's. That scar makes her hot. It shows the shows. Yeah. Shows she'll fuck you up and that's extra hot. So, yeah. So, like, I mean, so um, she is actually one of uh, she's one of the knights. She is the uh, the knight of um, 
one of the knights. Uh, she's the knight of beauty. Her name knight is Serezia. Um, I assume that's how it was pronounced. Her knight, name is Serezia. Yeah. She is the knight of beauty, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna join up with your little party, and we're gonna we're gonna figure this stuff out. We get another party member because the, I mean, and that's another thing that holds true uh, to the Dark Souls franchise. Uh, assembling a large group of large people group that of people you will, uh, you know, uh, join in your adventures. It's not a lonely game uh, where only occasionally you see other people like, you know, seven, eight, nine. It's, you know, Dark Souls is basically like wow raids. The it's game. wow raids. Yeah. I mean, I mean that is 20, my 30, best memories are, yeah. are fighting the dragon. One of the dragons with a, a party of like 20 yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, small army behind you. That's that's Dark Souls, baby. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. There's a lot of weird, dumb philosophical stuff and some. Yeah, we get more talk. We get more talking. Um, we talked. so here's something. Here's something I want to point out. Ceresia is clearly in these scenes. She clearly sees beauty beyond physical appearance. Yes. She this says a, they it. make a big point of they saying. make a big fucking point yeah. that she sees beauty beyond physical appearance. She sees beauty yeah. in things that aren't necessarily like considered beautiful by other people. She sees beauty right. in concepts. Yeah. All Thus that stuff. her leading these exiles. Like, Thus her like, leading these know, exiles. She sees them as right. beautiful. They are beautiful beneath the, the wounds that they carry. Exactly. Um, yes. So I'm just putting that. I'm just, that's, put I mean, that's that. just a detail that Kevin felt the need to point out. It's just a minor thing. Don't worry about it. That's not going to come back. That's not going to come back. For no. For any reason. No. So they travel from Fairhaven to uh, the the kingdom, uh, Athemia, and uh, they they get inside and they they meet with Jaranessa, Jaranessa Solar. It, yes. So she is the only one that gets that cool solar. Uh, yeah, it's a cool name. Um, and Balerion is here. He, he, he calls himself Balerion and, uh, she goes, uh, I know who this guy is. He claims to be my brother. Yeah. Uh, but truly he shall be my death. Bum, bum, right. bum, bum, bum. Um, so we get a, we get a little, uh, audience with Jaranessa. Yeah. They, they talk. Uh, they have a moment where she decides that simplicity is more beautiful than complexity and fine, fine. <laughs> but the, the hilarious thing is everybody starts immediately changing their clothes. Right. When That's she right. says this, because everything she says is a decree. So everybody yeah. who was in, who was layered in these heavy laces and silks and stuff like that, once she's like, sometimes simplicity is better. And everybody's like, oh shit. And they start taking off the extra laces the and silks. And <laughs> this was another moment that I thought was actually pretty neat and pretty cool and had no idea what it was doing here. <laughs> so the the thing that we know about Jaranessa is that she is tall um, and she wears a mask. Because and one of the reasons she wears a mask is that she is so beautiful under that mask that if you were then deprived of her beauty, you would kill yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's, she's doing it as a favor to everybody. Right. Like 
Yeah, I get it. 1994 Jennifer Connelly. I got, I got you. I'm I got you. I'm right on same page. Same page. Yeah, man. Uh, they they have another dinner. Um, this time Farinos is not leaving. Um, to go meet a hottie out in the in the woods. Um, by the way, Farinos is in in love with Ceresia. Oh, he he cannot he stop is. talking about how how hot she is. Yeah. Um. And she kind of likes him. She kind of flirts. She flirts back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he must be a pretty good looking guy for a corpse. <laughs> for, for for an animated dead man. Um, <laughs> it's charming. He's, he's, he's got a good personality. He's, 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 <laughs> he, it's like Weekend at Bernie's without, uh, what's his name? Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> he's Weekend at Chad's. That's weekend what Weekend at is. Chad's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Chad weekend at fairies um so they they're having dinner um and uh they're having dinner and there's it, it there is some so awkwardness much between Ceresia and and uh, philocena like yeah philocena, like 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 I, it's because philocena was like she was the hot one and now is right. here is <laughs> here and so now she's like mm, she's a little hot but me. i don't i like there are just pages and pages of them talking and it's not that interesting. No, no. The most interesting that ultimately happens, and this is several, this is like five pages later, is Jaranessa finally makes her ask. So for in order of them to get the key of beauty, they have to go down to this other town that where it's the city where all the exiles live. And yes. she's like, and she's like, don't worry. We, that's a service we provide them. They're allowed, you know, they're allowed to live down there. That's they fine. Got their own town and everything. They got their own town and everything. It's fine. Um, but we, we do want you to go down there and kidnap a kid. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. We would like you. Th- we, I would, there's if a kid cool. that. If that's cool. We heard that there's a there's a there's a baby born down there. Super hot. Uh, we want you super to go. Super hot down baby. There. Hot make sure, baby. Make sure you look you out to, for that. We need you to go and grab that kid. Um, this is bring her back. Get weird. Things are getting weird. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so and then there's a funny moment in chapter 24 where they're trying to get ready for this journey and they're <laughs> the people helping them get their stuff together are trying to do it in a way that's most aesthetically pleasing. So yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're like trying yeah. to give them the prettiest cows or oxen or whatever instead of like <laughs> the ones that would be the best at pulling carts. Right. And <laughs> Which, again, again. That's it's a, a nice very moment. interesting moment. It is not. It does not scream dark. But souls these moments to me, all though. strung together. By the way, to right. me, yes. it, the book feels like it's going more and more off the rails, big time, <laughs> big time. Because <laughs> just like these moments of like, what is happening? There are <laughs> so many moments in this book where, as a writer, I recognize some of these moments where they feel like these stream of consciousness things, where you just you do get in kind of this blur of writing where you're like oh i've got it you hit the you it's like it's the writing equivalent of when you're wrapping presents and the scissors glide uh oh, uh, it, oh yeah yeah it's the you writing, hear that little yeah it's it's the writing equivalent of that and you're just moving and when you're doing that you can come up with some of your best ideas you can also go off on tangents that you will come back to reading uh uh later and go what the fuck was i on about like it's 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 totally sober right drunk edit sober shit where you come back to edit and go what was this why does it matter that okay fine 
And it just, yeah, it, it kind of goes on. Yeah. So they get on the road. They meet up with some uh, some exiles. They're like, yeah, let's let's all work together. Uh, they continue down the road. They fight some bandits. They meet some more exiles. Yada, yada, yada. They get yeah. down to the town. Um, and the town they see. So the town, the city's name is Vitaria. And it's actually really cool moments where it's like the 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 council of Ataria is like welcoming people into the town and there's a pool that they wash themselves in when they they enter with like a there's like a rainbow that casts down upon the people and it's yeah. like it's like this is the healing pool and it's like when they come out of the pool they're not necess- they're not physically healed and they're like well what do you mean they're not physically healed and it's like it's and basically the town council elders like it's a metaphor you fucking idiot uh, right yeah. <laughs> you gotten this far in the book and you haven't figured out these are all metaphors so it's like, like yeah it's a it's the people are learning to accept themselves with their yeah. their injuries and and their disabilities and things like that and and i was like oh wow this vitaria place is pretty based this is a it's kind of cool yeah like, <laughs> like, kind of cool it's yeah, like, it's like, these it's, people should probably be in charge uh, right. Yeah. It's, it's this life coaching thing where it's like, yeah, it's a thought. It's like, yeah, we're just we're just, you know, I now when I went into the pool, I didn't like myself. And now I, I feel good about me. I yeah. don't care. And like, so they get oh. to. And all, the other thing about Vitaria is like this city itself is perfect. It's like yeah. a it's a nice city. You know, it's clean. It's got shops. It's got all that stuff. And they're like, yeah. oh, we thought we were taking a baby from like a hellhole. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this whole Suddenly, I don't know if I don't know if I feel crazy or not, but suddenly kidnapping a child from this area feels a little weird. Uh, <laughs> suddenly, but they they're like, "Well, uh, what do we do?" And they talk to the the elder of the town council, and the town is like, "All right, well, you know that's what the queen wants." So she she claps and we're like, "Bring me any, uh, bring me all the kids that are zero to five years old." Like line yeah, them up. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, you want a baby? We got. I'll give you a fucking we baby. Got, uh, yeah, yeah, we got. We got kids. Um, oh boy. So she. <laughs> boy she, howdy, uh, we got kids. Boy howdy, <laughs> we got kids. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, they get to um, the the lineup of kids that they got to choose, and Ceresia starts looking at these kids. And uh, she now she has the face of that kid from the meme. Um, yeah, yeah. And she gets overwhelmed by the beauty of the kids because it's really fucking stupid. All it's right. So, so fucking stupid. So remember earlier when I said they make it really clear that Ceresia is able to see through straight up physical beauty and sees the beauty in things and stuff and, like that. And they're very clear cut on that. Very clear they're, cut. They're, yeah. There's no like ambiguity there it's very clear that she can see through that shit she then um her mind breaks because as the the elder describes Ceresia was like very vain and only saw physical beauty and didn't understand that beauty can be more than just like was there a mistake we covered that yeah we covered this was this was she did was like Part of this chat of this section from one draft and part from another. What the fuck? You made this character very clearly able to see the beauty in things, the American beauty style, the bag twirling in the in the winds. She 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 found beauty in that, and now 
you have this character basically has a seizure at yeah. seeing some cute kids. She has a fucking aneurysm. And, and they say, yeah, that what, what has Vateria done to her? Broken her reality. The speaker looked me in the eye. The night of beauty. Think on it. By what yardstick did she measure beauty? I wiped spittle from the corner of Cerise's mouth. Her own beauty. Just so. Her vanity defined the world. Here she learned there's beauty beyond her comprehension. The truth has broken her mind. It's like, we covered that, though. What? We, we, we were past that. Like. And she's also, she was also somebody who didn't, she was like, she knew she was beautiful, but she also didn't care because at one point she cuts her own face to show her loyalty to the king. That's where her her scar came from. This is not somebody who is vain. She sliced a scar down her face because she would. It 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 sets up the rules and immediately breaks them. Uh, yeah, I I I was so angry by the time I got when I read that. I was, I was yeah. like, what? I texted Phil. I'm it, like, what the fuck did they yeah. just do to this character? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because she was. I liked her. She was. She, she was, was kind of interesting. The only interesting character so she far. She really was, and she did this. They did the same thing they do with uh, fucking uh, Garvin over there, where it's just like we're introducing this character, and now we're gonna her. kill her off. We're gonna yeah, send her into a coma. Just. Dude, it doesn't. It didn't make sense. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't work based on the rules we've set up. Yeah. So that's now, don't where- get me wrong. The idea of someone now that's a f- cool idea. Like if you're a person, like we've is, said, but, you know, there's but that cool person ideas. would be vain, and you know, it would have to be a different character entirely for that to happen. To it me. would make sense if it was like. Uh, the the queen. That's how the queen yes. died, or something. Yes, if that was the queen, absolutely, it would make perfect sense. Now, maybe, maybe that's a twist. Maybe that's a twist. We haven't gotten any further than that. But, but yeah, but that's the I, end of the chapter. They pick a kid, and they pick a kid to steal, and they're they're leaving with it. Yeah, um, yeah. Valerian's like, I guess I'm picking the. I guess as the next kid. hottest person here, I have this kid. <laughs> That's where we're at with Dark Souls Mask of Vindication. <laughs> Phil is silently chuckling to himself and he's Dark leaned Soul. back in his Dark Dark This is <laughs> this Dark is... Souls Toddlers and Tiara's edition. Like what the fuck? <laughs> it is I... so ridiculous. It is it, when we got to that. Here's the thing. Is the stuff with the temple and the rings and the five years I was like, yes, we are kind of on the right track. Yeah. And then we get Ceresia, who is like, okay, we're it's this we're veering off into a weird zone with this land of beauty, but at least we're getting an interesting character out of it. Mm-hmm. Now we have we we don't have the character uh because she now is living in the city, permanently living in the city of what's it? Uh, Vitaria, Vitaria as, yeah. as someone in a comatose state. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna uh, theoretically take care of her. But yeah, so fucking hell, what I, the shit? I I'm aware that I don't know a ton about Dark Souls. No, 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 I, no. you're you know enough I, to know that this is that's isn't just it. that's just it. I can't help but shake. 
I can't shake the feeling this is all wrong uh, for this universe. <laughs> Therefore, a person like you, who is a huge Souls fan, like yeah. you, you are, you of, of most of my friends, you are probably the biggest from software slash Souls fan. Like that is your jam. Yep. And so I can't even imagine how frustrating this is for you. Like it is mind boggling that this is the first dark souls novel that we get. And it's just, I don't understand this nonsense. And I, so I sent Phil earlier today before we recorded, I sent Phil the opening cinematic of dark souls Two, which uh-huh. is something I talked about last week where we have basically it's about how the curse, which that's the thing. We haven't even brought up the fact that the, uh, that being undead is a curse. It's still it's still just a detail. It's like still just a little detail. Creation. Yeah, my charisma <laughs> went down, but I get extra constitution and immunity to poison attacks. Like that's yep. how they're treating undead. It's the D&D version of, of, yeah. of playing an undead character versus Absolutely. like in the Dark Souls universe, being undead is the worst thing that could befall a person because and it's a first minor step, inconvenience. It is a here. minor inconvenience to if any, actually, no, it's not even that it's got all kinds of benefits. Like there, yeah. there are so few downsides to this. Like some people like, like one village, we've been to one village where they were like, maybe hang in the back. We don't know how they're going to act everywhere else. They've been fine. Like no one seems to give a shit. Children cleaned the one, and like they didn't, they weren't afraid of them. No, like they made a point of saying it and, was kids that were getting Crotha all scrubbed and, and ready to roll. Like, oh, maybe I'll take back that idea if it gets fixed in the last third of the book. But I don't foresee I don't. anything happening in the last third of the book yeah. that changes the perspective I have on like. You can't take you can't undo the first two thirds of this book, which no. are absolutely ridiculous when you pair them with the idea of a Dark Souls universe. And I'm not like yeah. saying and I'm not saying, oh, I'm, I'm actually this isn't against lore. Like, I, I don't care as much about lore as I do about themes. And this yes. is not even remotely in the ballpark of theme thematically linked to Dark Souls. Like right. the lore is fine. Like. Fine, lore. You can build new lore. You can add lore. Yeah. The world in Dark Souls is really fucking old. You, this could be set in one of those epics, uh, epochs that you don't know about. Fine. Absolutely. Yeah. But at least give me some something thematic that ties it in. To, yeah. to that universe. It's, well, it's like it's like uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Like that yeah. that had fuck all to do with uh, basically any story at that point that had happened in the Star Wars universe. Right. It didn't connect with anything except maybe in the most distant ways. But it was distinctly Star Wars. It was clearly that universe. It was clearly that world. It had the tone right. It had the themes right. And and it ended up creating all kinds of new legends and shit like that. It was great. Sure. And and that's what we're dealing with here. It's, it's not that it isn't even connected to, like you said, the lore it doesn't feel like it's in the same world. 
No. And I, yeah. this is a conspiracy theory I mentioned to Phil, and I th- think I said it last week. Yeah. Is that it just, this kind of feels like a, a generic fantasy story that had Dark Souls stapled onto it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. After the um, After the fact, some little details were changed. Um, and th- I'm not hefting any accusations at Michael Stackpole, far from it. I'm just saying that's what it feels like. If right. you're reading this book, you're like, this does not feel right. Um, yeah. And, and, and if we there's don't, one thing we've, sorry, go ahead. We don't know the circumstances of this book's right. creation. That, that was exactly what I was. It's gonna, not. Yeah. It's not a super marketed book. The fact that no. I don't see people tweeting or talking about Dark Souls: no. Massive Vindication. It and came out last huge week. World. This yeah. is a huge world. It came out last week. We, um, uh, as of this episode, it's been a week. Um, and, and the lore junkies for Dark Souls and stuff, that, that shit is real. This should be, this should people be should huge. have torn this apart by now, and it's barely been touched. Like It's barely been touched. And the fact that there's, you can't even search on Amazon. You can't, if you search Dark Souls Mask of Vindication, it actually doesn't even come up right away. No, yeah. You have to go. If you Google it, it, it doesn't come up. It, it, it bunch of screenshots. I was looking for like cover art for for some social media stuff, and you look up uh, Dark Souls: Mask of Vindication, and it just gives you screenshots of the game. It's uh, weird. It's weird. It's and really it's, weird. And there's not that many reviews on Amazon. And the one review that actually was written said, "Yeah, it's a fine fantasy book, but it has almost nothing to do with Dark Souls." Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's. It's real, and and the thing is, we don't we we've learned if there's one thing we've learned through this podcast and reading all these adaptations and talking to these authors is that you know the circumstances, like Kevin said, that surrounds the hows and whys of these books getting written. It's not like a person just sitting down and saying, "I have an idea and I need to get it out on paper." It's a totally different situation. It's a business thing. We are not accusing Michael Stackpole of being a bad writer. Far from it. He's actually an incredible writer. And that's why it's kind of weird. Uh, 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 you know, he, this is not a badly written book. It just doesn't feel like Dark Souls. It doesn't make any it doesn't make sense as a Dark Souls book. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. So there's yeah, there's only Sorry. been a few reviews on on. um uh, uh, on the uh, on Amazon, it's it's Goodreads here. You're checking Goodreads, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Four ratings, one review, three point twenty five stars. Two stars. Too long, didn't read. This is a mostly middling, occasionally decent adventure novel uh, with only superficial connections to the world of Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, a very long review here. Uh, but seems to seems like uh, we're not the only people. <laughs> yeah, we're not the only people who kind of uh, who have pegged it as such. But we're going to finish it. We're going to finish it and, you know, talk more about it next week. Um, yeah. Wrap it up and and kind of give our final thoughts on it. But I think you all know where this is. Uh, this is headed uh, on the on the on the scale. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think the most important question the most important question to ask right now is, what do you play in? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I actually, I got a couple of other games in. 
uh, in the past week. I played and finished How Fish is Made. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> do is, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I, I'll is, look. It's this free uh, game. You can get it on Steam. I think it's on itch.io uh, and, and some other places. But it's this free. It'll take you about 15 minutes to play. And you basically play like a herring that's flopping around and you've been dropped into this weird uh, underground, like this industrial area full of pipes and tunnels and stuff. And you're, and you're going along your merry way and you meet all these different fish. uh, And there's a lot of talk about, are you going up or are you going down? And you can answer up or down and you find out like some of them are super into going up and like, oh, you've got to go up. The only the only smart thing to do is go up. And the other one's right. like, no, down is the way oh to go. Oh my god! I now I know I know what this this is now. I've I now I've heard of it. Yeah. Um. Who who made a video on it? Uh, what's his face? The guy uh, I like Jacob so Geller. Much. Jacob, Jacob Geller. Geller. Yeah. Made a yeah. video on how. The, okay. Now I. Yeah. So he, basically, and, you you just you yeah you just have to interpret what the other fish are saying is like is yeah this the right way and to go you, and you meet another fish that has one of those parasitic isopods that like eats out the fish's tongue and replaces itself in the yeah. fish's mouth. And it's telling you about like, I'm all about love and friendship and me and this fish are friends. And then it does this weird little song and dance number, which takes up about a third of the whole game. Um, (laughs) And it's really grim and strange. And it's kind of, you know, it's like if the guy isn't just taking the piss, it's basically this examination on on um, the afterlife and existentialism and stuff like that sure sure and it takes no time to finish it, it's really weird it's free and i i i kind of love it um so that's that was what I, t- I did one afternoon and then i started playing card shark oh yeah i still need to finish card shark but i feel like that would be right up your alley i am enjoying it i wish the controls were better sure I'm having trouble with the controls with different tricks. Now, Kevin, a few books back, uh, talked about this one. And, and it's basically a game where you play a guy, who, uh, a dude who's assisting someone else in cheating at cards all over, you know, uh, mid, uh, not Middle Ages, uh, you know, early 18th century it's, France. It's, in, it's Enlightenment France. Uh, yeah. Like, I think, is Voltaire, is that one of the guys? Voltaire you, is one of, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You talk and, to, and, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's very clever and very interesting um, because you're not looking to play cards and win cards. You're looking to learn. You learn all these different cheating methods, and they are mini games, and you use different cheating methods in different right. places, and you're uncovering this mystery, this strange the rogues adventure uh, uh, of this you know kind of situation, and you're learning all these different tricks, and. It, it uh, you know, they say, you know, play with a controller. It's meant to be played with a controller, which is my bailiwick anyway. But I find that a lot of the tricks require a level of kind of smoothness to get them right. Because you don't you don't have just all day long. Sure. To, like, yeah. They're through all the time. Yeah. yeah. You're 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 people are getting more suspicious the longer you take. And even on the easiest difficulty, the, the controls feel kind of sloppy for what they're trying to do. Yeah. Which is a real shame. I feel because I because you're right. This is my kind of game. I really like it, uh, despite the controls. But it's this kind of thing that's like keeping it out of like like game of the year sort of territory sure. for me. Like yeah, it's it's just I I wish that I just wish the controls were a little tighter. That's sure. All. Um, yeah, that makes sense. 
but uh, but I do recommend giving it a look uh, for anyone that that sounds interesting. For yeah, it's by the I've same so same uh, devs who made. Um, oh, what's the name of that game? It's the you swipe left or right. Uh, oh, Reigns. Yeah, Reigns. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And it's got a really fun uh, art style, yeah. and uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, it's 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 definitely worth a look. I, I'm enjoying it so far. So uh, so Kevin, what are you playing? Uh, let's see. I played and beat uh, Shadows of Rose, which is Shadows the of Rose. that is the Resident oh. Evil Village DLC, uh, yes. the expansion. Um, Shadows of Rose. It's a it's a DLC where you take control of uh, Ethan's daughter Rose. It's about set sixteen years after the events of uh, Resident Evil Village, and so that. It's like 2034 or whatever. Um, they don't really give a year. I think they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're <laughs> Resident Evil is kind of moving on from the like, yeah, who cares what year it is? It doesn't, um, yeah. They, 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 do, it doesn't do, are you paying? It doesn't matter. Are you paying attention? Yeah, okay. Um, so good. Rose is a 16 year old in this. Um, and kind of the plot is she wants to get rid of her powers. Um, she has like some, some powers that she can not really control. Um, because of the, uh, the mute my seat that's in her body, um, that was left in her body because she was ripped apart and stitched back together right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> as a baby, you know, terrible you know, twos, that kind of thing. That, uh, <laughs> so it's, I, I really liked it. Um, okay. and it did a, it, it puts a final button on like, Ethan's storyline okay, um, and the, the general like Winter's family. Like I imagine that Rose might be a character in the next Resident Evil game. Um, but the storyline's uh, probably not going to follow her specifically. I don't know. Like it's 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 just kind of like we're just moving beyond the like it kind of separates her as a character now. Like I moving see. forward, it we don't have to deal with the baggage of like the previous ones necessarily. <laughs> Like right. she has closure, all that fun stuff. Um, so it's good. It's uh, it's it takes about three hours to play, um, which is pretty good chunk. I mean, yeah, village village is what ten hours? I want to say. Yeah, yeah, at most. Uh, um, yeah. Which is about on par for most Resident Evil titles. So it's this even adds long for a Resident Evil. Title yeah, like yeah, exactly. So th- this puts it uh, three hours. So it's it's almost like as long as Resident Evil three. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. And, uh, because of that, I got Resident Evil in the veins now. Um, oh, yeah. I, I reinstalled, uh, RE2 remake. Um, oh, so good. So good. So such good. a, God such damn. a good game. Oh, um, so so I, I reinstalled that and I'm trying to think if there's anything. Is there anything else I've been playing recently recently? Let's look up. Oh, I um uh I also bought a game and I, I really haven't gotten too far into it. It's called Daymare 1998. Okay. Um and it is basically it started out from what I understand as a Resident Evil fan project. And oh. then the devs were kind of hired on. I think they were making, they were doing their own like Unity version of Resident Evil Two uh, before Capcom oh. and said put a put a stop to it. 
Um, so then they continued on and they turned it into something fresh and new. And it's called Daymare 1998. And basically you play this character um, who's part of the Hades unit, like stars okay. or whatever. And you're going in there to uh, basically cover up a zombie biological spill um, that okay. happened at a research lab. Um, and it's it's really intense. It's I, I actually need to drop the difficulty net down because... <laughs> On the up. on the harder difficulty or the standard difficulty, um, and I had literally just been thinking about this the other day. Like, you know, they really a lot of games don't get into the fact that when you like reload a gun, um, like you know how you're like, oh, I fired a couple shots. Let me top off my gun. Right. Um, there's no like idea that like oh well there's there were bullets still in that magazine that you just took out shouldn't that affect like i've seen one other this actually you have magazines in your inventory as separate items and then you have the box of of bullets and now you can refill the magazines or the clip i don't know i'm not a fucking guy guy uh the magazines for the (laughs) for the somebody will correct me um for the handgun you can refill it so and these the magazines are on are on the quick select so mm-hmm. if you have if you have like 10 rounds and you fire off 5 now that magazine has 5 and if you reload now you have a magazine that has 5 bullets in it in your inventory and you uh. took and you you put in a 10 it doesn't automatically like switch like top it off properly so right. it's like it's the next level of like resource management. That's uh, okay. And I was like, I think I have to turn the difficulty down because I don't want to actually have to think about. Right. This. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, okay. So when this episode comes out, uh, we're recording it uh, November 1st. Happy Nano Remo, everybody. Yes. You should be like, uh, three quarters of the way through your books or at least halfway through your books by the time this episode comes out. So stop slacking and get your, Come on, get your, get on it, get your pages in, <laughs> <laughs> get those words, people 1667. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for listening. Um, if you uh, want to give us a hand, uh, follow us on Twitter at Pixelit pod. So far as Twitter still exists, uh, by the time this episode comes out uh, on Instagram at Pixelit Pod as well. We have a YouTube channel uh, and we just got our YouTube handle. So it's going to be youtube.com slash at Pixelit. Um, we, we were able to get Pixelit um, at, on YouTube. So, Hell yeah. hey, that's a that's a win right there. Yeah. Huh? Not um, half bad, damn it. That's not half bad. Uh, and then go over to pixelitpod.com, check out our episodes that we post there, because on there we have the transcripts posted as well. Uh, thank you so much again for listening, and have a good night, everybody. Bye.